No, I was going to segue into. I was going to what, what you have you guys. some Burt questions. <coughs> Sorry, this is great. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's a little piece of chicken right there. <laughs> it's just so fuck it's annoying me. I've never seen anybody try to get anything out of their throat like that. Before. Yeah, it was like I was a disturbed concert. <laughs> 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 yeah, seriously. All right, all right, right yeah. Did you yeah. get that chicken out of there? This is Polykill's Off-Kilter Podcast. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Off-Kilter Podcast. I am Travis, sitting across from the always-wearing-a-hoodie, Jake. Hey, everybody. And sitting adjacent to also-always-wearing-a-hoodie, Brian. Hey, welcome back to my house. Yes, indeed. Um, Briz's house. We're the hoodie gang. You yeah. always look more menacing wearing a hoodie, I think. Yeah. You look yeah. relaxed, but scary in public. Here's the thing. If you're working on a laptop while wearing a hoodie with your hood down, hacker, you're a citizen. Oh, I thought you were going to say hacker. No, mm-hmm. with the hood down, you're a citizen. Mm-hmm. You're probably an independent developer. Mm-hmm. But you put that hood up, and you're at best a white hat hacker. Yeah, minister society. At worst, black hat. Black hat. I don't yeah. even understand those terms. <laughs> a white hat hacker is what someone... Uh, Easy there, Julian Assange. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, I have a question for you guys. Um... Do you think three buttholes? No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do it. Uh, would you rather be dropped from the Golden Gate Bridge to your almost certain death, or dropped into a shallow pit filled with snakes? Shallow pit with snakes. Shallow pit with snakes. I'm very okay with snakes, even if they're hissing and biting you. I'm okay with them biting me and hissing. There's a chance you'll die, but yeah. you'd rather have that chance of dying versus yeah. the impact of water. Yeah. Can you know, we can we get a little bit more description on, on the size and width of this pit and how many snakes are in there? What like kinds of snakes? Like, could I stand up and see the edge? Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. Okay, that's a good movie. What does that have to do with this? <laughs> Falls into a snake pit. Snakes all over the place. Right. Like in the first movie or in the third movie? I guess it's the first one. Okay. There's, there's multiple snake pits. I understand, but there's yes. one where it's a ridiculous amount of snakes. Yeah. Comical mm-hmm. okay. amount of snakes. Was it in the train car with the zoo stuff? It was in Egypt, I think. Okay. Yeah, he like fell into this place that they had uncovered in the ground, and yeah. then the bad guy sealed it up. Right. Yeah. On top of Tan- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tannis. Yeah. Um. <sighs> that many snakes. That but shell of a pit. The impact of landing in the pit's not going to hurt you, but you are surrounded by snakes. There's a chance you could get out. You don't know if the snakes are poisonous or not, but they are angry. <sighs> or just fall from the Golden Gate Bridge and just it's take a chance extremely on extremely fine because yeah. I don't want to survive that. Like I want absolute certain death if I fall off the Golden Gate Bridge or I'm thrown from. I don't want to. I don't want to wake up from that. Yeah, because I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to function. I'm not going to eat solid foods. I'm not going to shit on my own. I'll take a chance with the snakes any day. I would rather die. <laughs> 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 Given those two, just just shame. yeah. Because I'm going to just pass out and die in the snake pit anyway. Yeah. I'll just hyperventilate. The snakes will get down my throat and suffocate me and I'll die. And yeah. I, I have no phobia with snakes. I have a phobia of just lying in a bed and drooling on myself for the rest of my life because I chose poorly. Yeah. Well, you could also do that from snake bites. But two... But I feel like you could get like some antidote. It's kind of comparing my two fears of heights, which uh-huh. is is semi-real. Like I'm, It's not a real fear of heights. Like I've been in planes and stuff. I have no issue with mm-hmm. that or looking over like... I have less of a fear of heights and more of a fear of bad engineering. 
Like I just don't trust things when that when that yeah, when I'm that sure. high. Like if I'm leaning on a banister rail, yeah. I just don't trust it yeah. when I'm that high. Even though it can probably hold like two thousand pounds of pressure, you're like, well, maybe there's just a rusty screw somewhere. Yeah. That's <laughs> like twenty feet up, I'll just grab it and lean off the side and do like twirls and flips. But that far up, I'm toenails deep into the concrete, wow. yeah. gripping it white knuckle style because I just don't trust mm-hmm. things that high up. That's fair. Um, that feels like other set of issues, though, that we're but not going to get into. <laughs> right, but the other fear of, of snakes, mm. I think, is way stronger. Okay. It's just uh, it's okay. way, way up there. They just yeah. give me the, the, the creepies. I'm, I think I'm kind of <clears throat> in the middle of you guys because I, I mean, technically don't, you I don't, are, literally. <laughs> I don't like heights, mm. and I don't like snakes, okay. but I'm not... Terrified of snakes, so like, you wouldn't rather like, die. You like I can a play a video game where there's a snake attacking you and it doesn't it freak me. me out. Yeah, I'm getting a little better, but it it, it, yeah. it definitely makes me squeal and throw the controller and then run into the other room and yeah. cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad, but you know. So, right. so the difference here is, you know, being thrown or whatever off the bridge. Once you're off the bridge, there's nothing you can do. It's you can maybe try to position yourself so that the impact doesn't do that, hurt that though. bad, yeah. or as bad. Like to do I like, fuck the right leg. I'm going to spin over to this side and land on that one. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. We, we do. Yeah. I don't know. But it's. Some people do survive <laughs> it. It's not out of the question. Right. But it's basically over in a couple of seconds. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you survive the initial fall. Most people die But you can't swim and you're like drown or something. Maybe that would suck. That would suck. But in the snake pit, it's like. You have a chance, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you still have Hope are in, in control. Sight. Hope yeah. is in sight. You have some amount of control. Yeah. But goddamn, snakes are pretty <laughs> squirmy, and I know. And I if they're all, you fell into them. They yeah. landed I, in snakes. I, I, would, I, would, I think I would, I would have ride, to go ride snakes. Along. Yeah. I mean, I do agree with you guys that it's maybe the better decision if you want to survive. <laughs> do I get a torch like Indiana Jones? No, you fall into a dark snake pit. Oh God! So you can't even see? No. There's no seeing in a snake pit. What kind of snake pit was this? A Disney snake pit? <laughs> <laughs> this is a real hell on earth snake pit. Uh, okay, maybe bridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just keep adding elements until you choose bridge. Yeah. I feel like it's an unfair comparison. <laughs> Listen, it's one snake. <laughs> <laughs> and all the snakes are going in your asshole, Jake. Oh. What do you take? <laughs> and you're in a sand castle. <laughs> so there's sand getting in there too, which is terrible. It just irritates it. Uh, it's yeah. so coarse. It gets it rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my baby got her second round of shots yesterday. Okay. And not to segue from snakes going into your asshole <laughs> to talking about my child, but um, doing so. I am doing it. Yeah. Yes. This is a complete unrelated <laughs> sequitur. Um, second round of shots. So the first round and the second round went the exact same, but I'm in awe of the nurse that has to, that has to deliver these shots. Okay. I know it's her job. To be fair, I'm in awe of every nurse. They have amazing people. Yeah. They have to put up with a lot. They're unless incredible. they're, yeah, the, the bad nurses that, that kill people. Yeah. Those, that's, those are good documentaries. I mean, well, I'm actually in awe of them, too. <laughs> yeah. Just not the good kind right. of awe. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. How the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, but I'm in awe of this woman because every time we've come, we've always had her as the nurse and she gets, it's never a delight for her. She comes in, she's shoving things in the baby's ass. She's getting spit up on, shit on, pissed on constantly and just taking like a champ. And, you know, mm. she does this all day long with mm. sick kids, healthy kids. Like, I don't know where the fulfillment comes from. But then she gets to come in with a tray of needles, holds a baby down while it's screaming and crying and just like a pit crew just 
<laughs> taking like taking her mouth and pulling the thing off the needle and stabbing her real quick and doing it really fast as she can, like putting the band aids on, like she does it like fifteen times a day. And I'm like, wow, what does that do to a person? That right. makes you feel powerful. <clears throat> to hold a baby down and stab it three times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I, I don't think that's the person you want as your nurse if that's how they feel about it. True. But, I mean, at the same time, at least she's not hesitating. She's not like, oh, I just, I just don't know if I was like, just do it. Clinical, yeah. right? That's, yeah. that's the definition of clinical. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's, – it's impressive yeah. the things that nurses have to that do. That is impressive. I don't know that I could do that job. Even with the amount of training she has, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I don't think I could. I could. You There's, could. You would want to. You wanted to kill smart six year olds, right? Squirmy, squirmy four months old or nothing. So much worse. Yeah. All I'm saying is, I wouldn't want to have that job. Stabbing babies doesn't seem fun. My kid didn't like it. She cried the whole time. Within 20 minutes, she sure. was asleep and forgot all about it. But exactly, it's a it's an impressive job that I don't I don't know if I I don't know if you could pay me enough huh. to do those things. I feel like it probably helps if it's not your child. She, yeah. And and she has done this a million times. Uh, yeah, and, sure. So she knows. I feel like it's yeah. Even, it's it's gonna cry for twenty minutes and then and, you know well, I'm, that was I'm giving problem. it life saving vaccines. Oh yeah. so it's worth it. But but the crying was my problem. She stabs it, puts some band aids on it, and just zips out of the room. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is an efficient way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I would feel an extra sense of like uh, doing good in the world with all the anti vaxxers now. Yeah, I like think now, so. Now it's like, I'm actually, yeah, thank God these people are bringing this, this you know, child in. Or maybe she's trying to get it done before they change their minds. They're <laughs> ah. like, wait a minute, are those vaccines, does that have mercury in it? She's like... I mean, her whole thing is just like, get the kid partially dressed, we're going to make this quick, you're going to want to get her out of here as soon as this happens. Yeah. And she looking zipped right through it, and I was like, damn, so impressive. Have you seen these videos online where there's a doctor... That needs to give a shot to an older kid, um, mm-hmm. not not like six. five or six, oh. but not infant, like right. a toddler. So mm-hmm. they're they're old enough that they can see a needle mm-hmm. and kind of recognize what's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. But he does like this thing instinctual too. <clears throat> he like does this like hand game where he's like tapping on his legs and touching his face and like singing a little his song. His own face and legs. The kid. Oh, okay. He's like playing a little game with the kid, like tapping yeah. on him in different places, and then just like one second later, he like whips out the needle real quick and boop taps him in the leg with it, and it keeps going, and then dr- drops the needle and just keeps going with the game, and the That's kid like has awesome. no idea. Yeah. The kid's just giggling the whole time. Wow. That is awesome because I think the, the, a lot of times for kids, it's the idea of the shot that's right. worse than oh, anything. For sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, not, not saying that they don't sometimes. <clears throat> There's not pain associated with some of them, but for yeah. the most part, it's not that bad. It's not worth all of the hysteria. Yeah. It's yeah. three minutes of discomfort, yeah. basically. At yeah. most. Tops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not crazy about needles, but like, I had honestly, I haven't had like a need for a shot in a very long time. And I've had a lot of dental work done lately. So obviously, they, they gouge your mouth with some, you know, gums with some needles. Mm-hmm. And, and those little needles, man, those were awesome. Like, I was really impressed with how little I felt. Hmm. Those are really cool. They're just, like, just a big, strong boy, Jacob. You're, you're going to feel a pinch. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, we're done. Yeah, it was nice. You, you flexed. You're like, I didn't even feel that. <gasps> I think in that instance, it helps that they're basically putting painkillers into you it with does. the needles. So it, it, it probably acts pretty quickly in that insertion point. Yeah, no. no. All of the snakes no. are made of needles. <clears throat> oh, I'm still okay with that. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. I'm, I'm not I'm okay with that. Snakes and needles. It's a good game. Snakes and needles. Snakes and needles. We've all played it. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had really bad asthma, and I had to go to the hospital several times for it. Hmm. And I was 
I had to get IVs a lot and stuff at the doctor, and I fucking hated that. And they had to strap me down to a table with, like, these giant Velcro straps so that I couldn't move so that they could get the IV in. So it was very traumatizing for me as a kid. But I ended up... This is hilarious so far. (laughs) Hey, we're talking about needles. (laughs) I I got to the point where I, I had to do it so much, and I had to go to the doctor's every week to get an allergy shot Ooh. to try to help me not have asthma attacks. Okay. It I, So I basically was just exposed to so many needles that I eventually just got over it. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah, it's time to go to get a shot, whatever. And then my dad would buy me a Frosty from Wendy's or something. That's so it was, awesome. it was like, no big deal. So you could just basically fuck a porcupine right now. And be okay uh, yeah, man. <laughs> you could be a heroin addict. <laughs> it was just Thursday. Could you ever stick yourself? <laughs> um... That's a good question. It's got I dark. I don't know if I could. <laughs> well, not not even, not even. Maybe illegal. if I maybe if I had to. Right. Um, because I was thinking, like, not even illegally illegal drug related. My brother had um, some allergies, and he had to take an allergy shot, and he had to like, yeah. administer it to himself. And okay. He's like total farm guy, so he's used to just poking and prodding and killing and shooting things constantly. <laughs> like he just go. has no soul, so he just. Pops it right in, no problem. But I don't know. The first few times, it's like the first time I got contacts, touching my own eyeball was a big deal. Yeah. I think it would be the same way with with a shot. Like, it would suck at first. I'd get it wrong a few times and bruise myself a lot. But eventually, I'd get it. But it would suck to have Yeah, initially. That that first time, that would be a Yeah. When somebody else is doing it, you don't have to look at it. So... Mm -hmm. I think watching it go in makes it a little worse. I think so, yeah. Like even You see how deep it goes. You're like, Jesus, really that deep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are our veins? Yeah. What do we do with them? Why are they there? Another <laughs> really? thing about Neil's, we can all agree that he is the least attractive member of Biff's gang in Back to the Future 2, right? I think so. It's the hair, right? It's the teeth. No, oh, it's the teeth. Yeah, it's the teeth. Because that needles is flea, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's the teeth. Mm. It's always been flea's teeth. Always. Regardless of the needles. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yeah. space in there. A little bit. You know? Not yeah. a big deal. Gotta have room Unsettling for the funk. when he's creepy, though. Gotta have room for the funk. Yeah. That's, he's got a little funk room right there in the front. You do? That'd All be right. the name of the podcast, a little funk room. <laughs> <laughs> a little room for the funk. <laughs> Fucking room. So we've been talking about things that scare us. <laughs> yeah, which um, goes pretty good. I mean, into, I have it. Nothing. None of this has scared me yet, except for well, you know, maybe maybe we'll learn something about you oh. here in a second. Oh god. So, okay. So what I was going to ask is what you were really scared of as a kid. Ah. And if you snakes, have, my parents, <laughs> snakes and heights. <laughs> okay. And Jake's parents. <laughs> you all should be. I'm kidding. That's a good question. Well. I'll start as an example. You guys can think about it. Somebody in my house decided it would be an okay idea for me to see the movie Child's Play Mm. when I was kind of young. Because it's, you know, it's it's clearly you're the target audience. Yeah. It's got Child's Play right in the title. Why would it not (laughs) be okay for children? My dad probably was like, sounds good. (laughs) And then he went and read his newspaper while I, like, stared in horror at the screen. (laughs) Uh, So I had a very... Strong fear of dolls as a kid because of this. Just the specific, like, um, so not like Barbie Ken dolls, but like the real creepy fat face dolls that old ladies have. Yeah. So my stepmom had this porcelain doll Mm. that was, it would sit in a little miniature rocking chair in the living room. And in my dad's house, you had to go through the living room to get to the family room, which is where all the cool stuff happened. Right. And to the rest of the house. So Uh I had to walk by this thing. Every fucking day. And, you know, it was that kind of thing where it's like, all right, I'm about to walk through here. And I just like kind of go quickly through there just to make sure it didn't grab me when I was walking by. 
And I used to like go to bed at night, and me and my brother shared a room, but my bed was closer to the door. To the dolls. And I would lay there with the blankets all over my head. I'd have like just a little hole where I could get some fresh air. Oh, okay. And I would just imagine that fucking doll opening up the door. <laughs> That's terrifying. And uh, <clears throat> I eventually... For you. I'm not scared of that. <laughs> I eventually, one time I had this dream that I was at my grandmother's house and for some reason, this doll was there, and it was kind of positioned in the house again, where you had to walk by it to get to wherever you're going. Okay. And so I was kind of, you know, walking past this thing with side eye in it, make sure, and it wasn't going to grab me. And in my dream, the eyes blinked as I was walking by. That's all it takes. That's and all it takes. I fucking went Incredible Hulk. <laughs> like the, the, the fear turned to anger. Ah. And in my dream, anger I, I raged at this thing. Okay. And I picked it up and I slammed it on the ground and I stomped its head into pieces. That's amazing. And I think that dream was very cathartic for me. No doubt. Like it kind of made me feel like I'm bigger than this thing. Yeah. I could beat it up. <laughs> After that, every time you walk by the doll, you try to make it flinch. You're like, sup, doll. Sup. <laughs> try to see if it'd move. Yeah. No, I still Flexing think they're it. fucking creepy as shit. They are though. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like also those kinds of dolls are like things that old people have that makes them feel rich or something. Mm. Like, I feel like that's on like holdover from Victorian. Like, if you can afford fake kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's your real tall cotton or something. Yeah. But you look at these things and you wonder how any child ever played with it. Thinking this was a cool toy because they they just look all lifeless and but dead eyed. I, I think yeah. it's like clowns. They only got the stigma after something scary about them came out. Mm-hmm. So like you probably weren't afraid of the until you saw Chucky. In the same way, people <laughs> weren't afraid of clowns until John Wayne Gacy started raping and killing boys right. as a clown. Yeah, and right. people were like, clowns actually are kind of creepy. So it might have some of that to it. But I agree. That, I mean, by themselves, they're like if, if one's like missing an eye or something. It just adds to it. <laughs> right. It's like they have literal battle scars. But, yeah. But I have a literal hell in my home back home because my mom collected porcelain dolls and there's oh. a whole room of them all facing the door when you walk oh in. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah, you would have Did you ever go in out. that room? No, no one did. <laughs> but the thing was she, she had like a small collection and then for some reason people just thought she collected them mm. actively. So they would just gift them to That's her. She would just put them away in this room because she didn't want to get rid of them right. because they were gifts. And she ended up with like, there had to be 60 to 70 of them yeah. in this room. And they're all like different sizes. So they're all, and she would like put them in the room kind of neatly. But yeah. like it was our guest room. We never had guests. But I, I can't imagine if anybody going into that room <laughs> yeah. and seeing all those dolls. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it just Somebody probably thought about staying there, looked at the guest room, and was like, yeah, "Nah, I'd rather fall into a pit of snakes." Thank you, though. <laughs> fall off the bridge? Would you? Would okay? Jump off the bridge or fall into a pit of dolls? <laughs> dolls. <laughs> when Easy. I was a kid, I might have picked bridge. <laughs> so when I was younger, like my dad decided that it would be a good idea for some reason or another. Uh, to force, in a way, my sister and I, and I was probably maybe four or five at this point. Yeah, I will. I will say between five and seven because I don't remember specifically. Um, to watch this documentary, and I think it was on ABC. It was on network TV at some point, and it was called Intruders: Colon They Are Among Us, <clears throat> which was a like a five part mini series about um, folks who had experiences with extraterrestrial beings mm-hmm. like you know the, the lights in the sky and the the probes and the little microchips up the nose and all that stuff and like that completely scarred me like i was for years i was terrified of like 
aliens and like the fact that they just come get you whenever they want. Yeah. And like here it is on TV and these like grownups talking about how real it was and how scary it was. That just made it so much worse mm-hmm. because, you know, it wasn't presented as entertainment. Right. And these were, you know, grown up, seemingly rational people on the news in my mind. Yeah. That's why Unsolved Mysteries was so yeah. creepy. It was that... <clears throat> This you know, is just, it, was, it seems serious. Right. They would lump it with murders and be like, also, there was an alien abduction. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like I that. believe it all. Yeah, that scared me. So, like, you know, laying in, a, <clears throat> in bed in a two-story house and, you know, I just hear something knocking on the window and immediately I'm just assuming it's an alien, you know. So, like, that that was my fear. And, like, honestly, it took me a while to get over that. Yeah. You know, that one, that one was deep-seated. Uh, but, you know, whatever now. I don't really care. Hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, usually when, That was my big one. Usually when a kid... <clears throat> Is scared of something. The parents are there to be like, "Oh, monsters aren't real. Right. Don't this worry." This is like, whatever. sit down. We got proof. You yeah. know, that, that was my. It was like take. validating all of your worst fears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, um, AIDS. AIDS. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was, well. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I remember the AIDS epidemic kind of got popular like right late 80s early 90s it started being real big and popular on the right. news i'm like five or six you're watching the news a lot i i did watch a lot of true crime and news <laughs> with my mom one tv we yeah. watched a lot of inside edition together and uh current affairs um so i didn't i obviously being this young didn't understand what sex was mm-hmm. or what aids was but i knew AIDS it was could happen i knew and i knew it was bad because um Freddie Mercury i knew died. about magic johnson oh yeah mm. and i i knew that uh it was going to potentially kill him which 30 years later right here we are <laughs> he's healthier than all three of us combined yeah um but at the time it just seemed like it was a death sentence and it was awful right and yeah it was and i knew I, I, by watching these shows that it was sexually transmitted and I had kissed a girl down the street. Oh, and I thought that that was basically sex. <laughs> of course. And I thought that I didn't realize sexually transmitted means that one of you had to have it. I thought just doing it just contact you created it. Yeah. <laughs> so for like two and a half years, I thought, and I was afraid to tell my parents I kissed a girl because I didn't want them to know I had AIDS. <laughs> and I was just kind of waiting to die for, for, for years. I was like, I think it lasts about five years. So I'll be 11. That's a good run. <sighs> Let's see. Let's see what I can get done by 11. Like, it didn't bother me every day. I, I didn't, like, live my life as, like, a kid with AIDS. But in the back of my head, like, if I got sick or something, I was like, that's it. That's the AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. That's rough. messed up. That How is, did you figure rough. out that it wasn't? I just learned what sex was eventually. I was like, oh, uh, I did not do I that. did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. nice. Yeah. Nice. Isn't it weird? Like, like, did, did, like, how old were you when you got over the dolls? I would not want to fall in a pit of AIDS, by the way, still to this day. <laughs> what about falling off a bridge into a pool of AIDS? I mean, I'll hopefully die on impact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was probably 13, 13. or something. Okay. When your balls dropped, you, 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 yeah. you weren't scared. Yeah. Yeah. When you realize your balls are bigger than the dolls? I don't know. I guess when, when I was old enough to realize that. You know, movies are just fiction. and Right. Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah. When did you get out of Aliens? You still bothered by it? No. I mean, honestly, it was it was probably 18 or 19. And then even, like, avoided it even longer. Right? Like, like you just kind of didn't think just about like, it. Yeah. I was like, 
I've gotten by this far without, you know, <laughs> dealing with aliens. I'll just keep that streak alive. Did you watch any movies like Fire in the Sky? No. Close Encounters? No. You, Fire in the Sky has one of the most epic alien abduction scenes ever, man. Why do you think I want to watch that? <laughs> you should watch it now. Be yeah. already. Get it over with. Yeah, Therapy. Maybe. maybe. But do you remember the movie? It was called The Fourth Kind, which is based on like the, you know, there's the three encounter types, right? And then mm-hmm. the fourth kind is the actual like. The big one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like there was a movie, I think Mila Jovovich or Jovovich, however you say her name, was in one. And this was like 10 years ago. And I still was like, eh, I, I'm not. I'm not going to watch it. So would you fall into a pit of aliens? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Found it. No. Got it. <laughs> uh, Are we ready for some Patreon questions? Yeah. Let's answer let's some Patreon questions. Patreon. Musty Hobbit asks, assuming each of you were to write your own... What would be the title of your autobiography? Hmm. I've had two that's rolled around in my head for years. One is Life on Hold, because I worked at a call center for a long time. There you go. And, you know, given the, how, how I grew up, like, things got delayed yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would be clever. Because you grew up in a van, we need to add some context. Right, right, yeah. yeah. No, remember, I like, I, like the mystery, I, like the, I like the mystery part. Yeah. Uh, and the other, the other one was, uh, farting at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> the true story of yeah. Jacob Walters. Because I just think that's funny because everybody does it and no one acknowledges it. Like, true. you know, you see your boss sitting at the urinal and <laughs> just squeaks out. He has a chicken in his pocket. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh no. Sorry, it's a, it's weird. It's my chicken. I didn't fart, I swear. Yeah, those, those are mine too. I like those. Yeah. Both of those are titles that you would see on the shelf and be like, hmm, hmm. I wonder what this is about. <laughs> farting at the urinal, huh? Yeah. yeah. Huh. What would be on the pic- what would be on the cover? It would be me at the urinal looking over my shoulder. Right. Yeah. I think that's that's exactly what I picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Wearing a hoodie. No. <laughs> um I think Pretty Fly for a White Guy would be a good one. That's, that's taken though. It's it, it is taken, but it's I think it's funny if you add it to your autobiography. That's true. Like it's funnier because it's already been used. <laughs> uh never enjoyed a threesome, the tales of Travis Terry. <laughs> mm. Nice. Uh, going to leave my shirt on. Okay. Never taking my shirt off or anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just going to leave it on. Ever? What about your socks? <clears throat> I, I take those off. I think that's weirder. Yeah. <laughs> leaving your socks on is weirder than leaving your shirt on. I think so. It was actually... Are we talking about sex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, uh, I do take my shirt off for that. But Good. like growing up, taking my shirt, like going to the pool. Yeah. All the other kids getting in the pool had their shirt off. But I was just fat enough that I was mm, uncomfortable about right. it. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to. You guys will see how fat I am. <laughs> like we can see it through your shirt. Just get in here. You know. I was the opposite as a kid. I was Shirt's so skinny. Off. You're just streaking. No, no. I was oh. so skinny. I didn't want to take my shirt off because you could see like all my ribs and shit. Ah. And I have like. My ribs right here are they kind of. He's pointing under his nipple. (laughs) My ribs kind of curve out right here, so there's like a little bump where the bone sticks out, and you could see that when I was young and really skinny. So I always kept my shirt on for that. So do you know what you'd have bulked up if you ate wheat bread? (laughs) <laughs> or the crust of regular bread Man, if somebody would have told me as a kid You don't think the ladies would have saw that big bone sticking out of you in a while? <laughs> <Like>, no <laughs> He's like, well, at least he's got a good calcium going on He's got a lot of bones He's got extra bones That's Which right. I guess More I'm into Super healthy <laughs> Yeah so, um, one of my low hanging fruit, um, autobiography titles was going to be Raised on White Bread. That's a good one. I, I think it's perfect. It was recent. Yeah. Um, and the other one, uh, was going to be Farewell, Fallwell, One Man's Escape from Conservative Christianity. <laughs> wow. There you go. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Cause I grew Farewell, up in Lynchburg, Fallwell. Virginia, yeah. which is Fallwell domain. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and he or his children have t- like basically taken over the town, the the church, and oh, yeah. the school. Yeah, have like expanded tenfold. And yeah, so I was I kind of grew up in that. Went to the church a few times with my buddy who went there, and uh, you know I eventually went to college and got uh, over it. <laughs> what is it? What is it they say? Um, I get brainwashed at Libtard College, yes, or something. Yeah, that's what they would say. Um, they so, would say that. So I escaped that fate. Some of, some of my friends did not, and they remain entrapped. Lynchburgians, yeah, yeah. Uh, escape the fate. That's that's another one of mine. Yeah, that seems like it would just be a movie. It's also a band, <laughs> kind of like a like a, a straight to DVD movie starring like Jennifer Lopez being chased by something. Yep. Escape the fate. Yep. John Travolta's <laughs> bad. I don't know if he'd be in it. He's a big ticket for straight to DVD. I don't know. He is. He used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Miles McGinnis asks, "What was the biggest mess you've ever made?" Uh, that's that's good because I'm actually not like at once. Do you think like or just like over time? <laughs> I, I think you can answer it any way you want to. Like for me, I was thinking I. I worked at a deli in college, <clears throat> and uh, so you had to make sure the the meat freezer or the meat uh, display cabinets were always shut. Okay, and I closed one night and didn't didn't shut one. Oh no! <laughs> which means everything in there spoiled right. overnight, which mm. is like hundreds of dollars of meat and cheese. Right, and. Uh, I only learned about it because my roommate worked at a, the other grocery, the same chain grocery store across town, uh-huh. and he was like, "Hey, for some reason, I'm having to go to your grocery store today to help out. Do you happen to know what was going on?" I was like, "No, I have no idea what happened. That's crazy. <laughs> how come I didn't called into my own store for this? Well, it was because I left the thing uh, open, so they had to like. Did they let you go? <laughs> no, they didn't actually. I, I think, <laughs> that's impressive. I think they're just used to college kids fucking up in this town, so that's they fair. they just they grant a lot of extra passes, but um, they had to go in like order all new meat, get meat from the other store, and bring over so they could. Have have some and like ah, oh, just all spoiled all overnight. So that that's a, a pretty big mess that I made. I didn't get to see any of it either. I came to, the next time I came to work, it was all restocked. And well, nice. there's signs everywhere that says "Make sure these are closed." I got talking to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the biggest mess that I ever made was probably a hot steamy pool of piss in the back of the Buick. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can maybe retell the story a little bit. Okay, just for anybody that hasn't heard this story yet. Um, in high school, me and my buddy, uh, we lived in Lynchburg where nothing fun ever happened. So we had to go make our own fun. So one night we decided to sneak out and we went to the used car lot that was across from the end of my driveway and we were just getting up to no good and we were vandalizing some of the cars, like (laughs) bending windshield wipers or pulling off trim, stuff like this. Pulling off, and I, um, <laughs> I found. Yeah, you were. Like, for some reason, I was like, "Well, let me try a door on the car. See if any of them are unlocked. See what I can get into inside the car." So I found a car that was open, and I got in, and my my adrenaline levels were through the roof because we were up to no good, trying not to get caught. <laughs> I was inside this car. I was giddy about like, what, what am I going to do? And I just happened to had to go to the bathroom really bad. So I decided that I was just going to piss in the car. So I straddled the center console with my right leg in the driver's seat, my left leg in the passenger seat. 
and I unzipped and I just unloaded <laughs> into the back of the seat and uh, <clears throat> I nearly pissed on myself because I was laughing so hard. That's amazing because um, of the noise. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the, nice the stream rumble. was making a yeah, nice rumbling thudding sound on the fabric of the back that seat. That is a very pleasing sound. It, it I mean, I'm only imagining me. it because I've never pissed on upholstery ever. Right. But I never just, just poured water on upholstery. No, tightly wound, bound. <laughs> I, but I can imagine the you noise. You should try it. I can imagine the noise. Because it might make you laugh so hard <laughs> that it alter, alternates the sound. <laughs> the piss stream. And then the sound of that makes you laugh even harder, <laughs> and you might get piss all over yourself. <laughs> but I managed to get out of there clean. And, uh, yeah. As clean as you didn't get caught, but you were covered in piss. <laughs> <laughs> and what probably made that mess even worse is that this was one car in the middle of 30 cars on this really tightly packed used car lot that probably sat there baking in the sun for four weeks before somebody opened the door and found it. So it was, I can't it imagine. must have been awful. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about that, aside from how great that is, is just like the story that they had to tell themselves about what happened. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's just like, I guess some raccoons got in here. Yeah. Maybe a possum. Or maybe when they traded it in, we didn't notice until yeah. it baked out here. Maybe they just febrezed it yeah. all the hell. It, it yeah. seemed like a sketchy place. They probably just put in an air freshener and tried to sell it. No so doubt. you think the car lot across from your driveway had no suspicions it was you? I don't think so. I mean, if it um, happened every week. Maybe, sure. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had no interaction <laughs> <Did it? laughs> with these people. Like, I never saw anybody working there. We used to joke in our family that it was just a cover for people selling drugs. Sure. Because we never saw anybody working there. We never saw anybody buying cars there. It was just the lot was always full with different cars. For people to piss in. Yes. <laughs> so They're just porter potties. That's all they are. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, we did it once and... I, uh, it could have been anybody as far as they were concerned. Yeah. Because they could run DNA tests now and figure it out. <laughs> That's yeah, true. It was. We got the sumbitch. <laughs> we caught the, the fucking Lynchburg piss bandit. <laughs> I think the biggest mess I ever made when it was I was working at Walmart. I was an unloader back when they were called that. And I worked 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. So you just come on everything? Uh, <laughs> yes, you could. And then sell it for a profit. Uh, but like the um, the job was basically to unload trucks. And you had this like expandable steel belt that you could throw up in the back of the truck and, you know, just stand. Cause like those Walmart trucks are just basically just piles of boxes. So you just organize it, stack it into pallets, whatever. Anyway. And a lot of those pallets were pre stacked in the truck and like motor oil, dog food, cases of water, things like that. And, uh, we got, you know, these all the time, but like there was this one night I, had a pallet that probably weighed 12, 1300 pounds of just motor oil, just boxes of one gallon canisters of motor oil. Mm -hmm. And you know how people are out when they're shopping. They don't pay attention to anything. They don't look where they're going. They push their buggies out in the middle of everything. Well, you know, eventually that happens when I'm taking one of these out there and I have to careen not to run over this child with a, uh, I'm surprised you, you didn't know. just run them over knowing you. <laughs> well, they didn't seem too smart. <laughs> uh, you're willing to stab and murder any kid you see you think smarter uh, than you. <laughs> which is most of them. Uh, which makes me, uh, terrible. Anyway, so anyway, the one thing leads to another and this whole thing falls over and just, you know, that kind of yellowish brown motor oil just starts oh. trying to take over the store, you know, and people come out there with, you know, kitty litter and brooms and mops and, 
You know, that that was a pretty big mess. Yeah, Did you just walk away, just rip no. your Walmart shirt off, run into the woods? I, I wish. I don't work here. But you probably <laughs> said, it wasn't my fault, it was this stupid-ass kid. Well, anybody that knows anything knows that. This way you harbor a hatred for kids? Was that <laughs> No, just way back <laughs> since I was a kid. But, yeah, I think it's just the, yeah, that was the biggest thing I think. Because I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty, like, good at not making messes. If, if I do, they're pretty isolated and I clean them up quick. Yeah. But I have had some that just, you know. Like, you let your room get out of shape for a while, and then yeah. eventually you're like, God damn, I should do something about this. Yeah. But you, you created, like, a small <laughs> ecological disaster. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was like... There's I a was, duck somewhere that I didn't did survive this. CP, you know? <laughs> Dawn stock went up that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, do we have anything else before we close out? I don't suppose. I'm good. We'll just remind everybody, if you'd like to share stories or, or offer some questions for the Off-Kilter, you can yeah. check it out on Patreon to learn more. And we have some Patreon shout-outs. Now, unfairly, we gave Musty a shout-out last time, and he didn't deserve one. He has, a, he has to pay for his shout-outs. Okay? <laughs> we retract your shout-out, Musty. Yes. Yeah. Consider it officially redacted. Even though we had fun with it, with the Hobbit Nuts and all of that, we, it never happened as and far as To be as fair, this we caught this before we published the last one, and we could have edited it out, but we like you. We, we do like you, and also because we didn't make it up to Miles, who deserved the real shout-out. There we go. Yeah. So, hello, Miles. Thanks for being a Patreon. No, no, no. I think you got that wrong. I think it's hello, Miles. There you go. Yeah, that's you what appreciate you that. Yeah. And also to Cole McAllister for being yeah. a Patreon. Shout we out to Cole. It. Yeah. He's up in the Discord. We're having fun with everybody in the Discord. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good time. So, thanks to everyone. So, if you want a, a, a Patreon shout out, go check out the Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash polykill. And I think that does it for, for a fourth off-kilter. It do? Yep. All right. Well, I'm Travis. I'm Trav Plays Games. I'm Brian. I'm Hokey Briz. I'm Jake. I'm At The McAxel. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Right at the buzzer. How long should I wait? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too soon? <laughs>